Good morning, and the conversation begins here on 94 WIPL Sports Radio. My name's Peter Solomon, and a beautiful WIP day it promises to be. Temperature in the middle 80s, low humidity, sunshine everywhere. No matter where you go, though, take 94 WIP with you, because there'll always be good conversation here on 94 WIP. And when we come back in just a minute, our spin doctor for all things political, Bob Newman, Newman Communications. Are the splits between Democrats and Republicans, are the splits in the nation politically growing wider, narrower, or staying the same? I'm going to ask this and other questions of Bob when we come back in just a bit here on Conversation. The WIP Time, 601. And we're back. And before I begin with Bob Newman, some historical events of note. On this day, on this day in 1667, the first blood transfusion was performed, believe it or not. On this day in 1876, it was America's 100th birthday, and Crazy Horse took George Armstrong Custer and his troops out for a little lesson. It's the anniversary of the Battle of the Bighorn. And on this day in 1950, North Korea invaded South Korea. And the Korean War began. Will history repeat itself? But that's another show. And now let's say good morning to Bob Newman, Newman Communications. Good morning, Bob Newman. Good morning, Peter. How are you? I'm fine. I began with a historical note for a reason. Will history Is history repeating itself? Or has this been a year, a couple years of fractious political debate in the country and in Congress like never before? I, I think it's been like never before. Let me try to try you a little picture just to start off for a minute or so. Um, words I could use to describe where we're at, political uncertainty, anxiety, division, estrangement. We're cynical and we're destructive. Um, we live in a, a country of divisive politics on both sides. Um, the main story to report is how our country, I believe, is is broken. And I do not mean to be negative, but broken in terms of our political culture, um, where I try often to be balanced on both sides, to give both positives and negatives, but often are criticized. A country in which we have, as I've said, left and right, blue and red, liberal and conservative, Democrat and Republican, um, a country where our executive branch and legislative branch is uh, doing work behind our back now, where our executive branch, where our president believes suspense, counterattack, and self-promotion are far more important than actually the good work he's doing behind the scenes. Um, a country in which we're investigating our president and that the investigation is stocked with his political opponents, um, a country in which our president rips down the press by the day, um, a country in which uh, we don't recognize that the gun-toting hate comes from both sides, that it comes from those supporting Trump, that it comes from those supporting Clinton and or, or Sanders in the past. A, company, a country in which this past week I kept seeing articles where we were focusing more on the wonderful Capitol Police officer who saved uh, the, uh, the congressmen who were practicing baseball, that she was LBGT, and they were against LBGT. Stories uh, from the press that really had absolutely no place at that point. Um, Peter, a, you know, a... A country in which our press is far too aggressive and they're, and a president who is far too combative with them. Um, a country in which uh, w- our relationship with our allies is, um, is really one of bullying uh, a great deal of the time. And, you know, in terms of the, the internal in our country where our celebs have no problem day-to-day threatening the life of the president of the United States. Not one celeb, two celebs, three celebs who are doing it. You know, I looked at the articles last week. We're in a country in which uh, the first daughter is criticized for 
the the sleeves on her dress, the first son for for taking a picture of uh, Marine One when he got off it, and the first lady showered daily with unfounded rumors. Um, a country in which our pre- our ex president did very 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 little to bring back U.S. citizens held abroad, and when our current president actually is now effective of that, um, he is not not. Uh, patted on the back, not congratulated, but often criticized, and we find a reason to, to go against them. And just a couple more. Um, our country, a, a country in which um, losing seven sailors at sea is less important on networks like CNN than, than partisan investigations. Um, you know, a, a country in which we don't let the president do his work and, and there's obstructionism, um, but a country in which that was brought on because he is paranoid and he himself is, you know, can't get out of his own way. Um, it's so, so important uh, to say also we're a country in which the opposition party, the Democrats, have no message. And despite the historically low approval ratings of the president, they themselves can't get out of their way and come up with a message and continue, as we saw this past week, to lose elections. Um, As I said, where our foreign policy is destructive and where our State Department at the same time is, is really ripping down some basic tenants out there this past week, taking apart some of the great work we've done and the protections we've done on, on child soldiers throughout the world. Um, a country in which our president at this point believes that gamesmanship is, is far more important. You know, by throwing out rumors, you know, do we have tapes or don't we? And, uh, and playing that off in the press, you know, for weeks. Um, it's cynical, it's destructive, um, but at the same time, the greatest comparison that we can bring today is to say this is what happens in America by the day. When you go to Europe where bombs are, are dropping, where terrorist attacks are happening, they're kind of turning their head and saying, eh, it's another day. Let's just get on with it, whether you be in Paris or in London, whereas in America, we're completely obsessed with ourselves and with the personalities and with winning against each other rather than those in Europe who are trying to get on with life during some very difficult times. That's the world, Peter, that I see at this point, and I believe it's both of our parties on both sides who are, who are getting in the way. And I had, you know, this past week, there was the president put into play a new electronic patient uh, record system for the VA that could affect 21.8 million people. That was completely broken down during the Obama administration, whereas the VA never connected with the uh, with the Defense Department, with the Pentagon, and now they're going to connect them. I mean, the president's son-in-law went out, you know, in talking about the uh, the technology, talked about floppy disks still being used at the Pentagon. So, you know, there's so much work to be done. There's actually so much work being done behind the scenes, whether it be in these areas or whether it be the great work the president did, you know, bringing back, unfortunately, a... Uh, a very, you know, destroyed American um, from Ohio, from from North Korea. None of this is put out there. Unfortunately, what's put out there is a story by CNN on Thursday of the president's ties to a financial firm in Russia that had to be pulled back by CNN, a story I read in in the Philly paper. Or what's put out there in conclusion is right down the street from you, a University of Delaware professor who said that the young man who came back from North Korea deserved what he got. Are we broken at this point? Yes. Have we gone in the wrong direction? Yes. We have lost our values. We have lost our morals. We have lost our grace as a country. 
But Bob, is this a reflection of our politics or are our politics a reflection of a force in society? I think I think there's a lot in society, and I think we look at that, Peter, with our children every day. I think we we have this so-called ADD culture every day that's driven by technology, that's driven by, you know, in some ways the the media, the social media, and such, and. What we're doing is, as a result of this, we don't slow down enough to figure out what is good and what is right. I also believe a lot of it is driven, and it's been it's been explained well recently that the press themselves, you know, the far left on MSNBC and CNN versus the far right on Fox believe that they will produce revenues out of um, out of divisiveness out of discord and not necessarily out of showing you know the positives that are going on the positives in the country that go on in technology in healthcare in medical um, and the, po- the, po- the positives that go on in education. Listen, the president's to blame, too. He goes out daily and tells us how bad things are um, with, with roads, with bridges, with schools, with, with, with such, and that he's doing something to, to improve it. So I think our, the, the nature of what we've become as a society, how we operate on the day, what we teach our children – is now getting reflective in our politics out there. And there, then the media drives the agenda, our politicians as a result of how they're acting, what they have to do in terms of media attention and fundraising and money, I think then it comes full circle. And they as leaders are not the best examples for not only our citizens, and therefore they drive this discord, which brings on, you know, part of what happens out there. Listen, I don't believe that our leadership clearly examines mental health at this point, and therefore brings on some of this discord that we saw in Washington, unfortunately, last uh, the week before last. Absolutely. Um but so much media, because you're criticizing the media this morning, at least that's what I'm hearing, is owned by big mega corporations. Are these mega corporations pursuing an agenda other than profit? I, I, you know, I actually think they would turn if they had a chance, if they needed to. I mean, MSNBC hires you, you it to do a weekend show, and the talented MSNBC, Maddow. Matthews, others are abs- are at, well, Lawrence uh, O'Donnell are absolutely furious that they're bringing on somebody there. But I think if if NBC Comcast started out in a conservative realm, I if if the company had that agenda, I I think it would it would it would work uh, and. They, it wouldn't be, you know, I, I think they've built up such a foundation, each of them, in what they believe is the politics they need to put out there and the group that they have built up that it's hard for them to get to get back uh, to it. I mean, CNN brings on some some expert, you know, some experts and some very high, highly qualified people, mostly on the left. And then, as the New York Times Magazine reported, they try to bring on really the lower end on the right in terms of these spokespeople, and I mean, and, and it's unbalanced. Listen, the exact same thing happens at uh, at Fox too, but on the other side, you know, they have their token their, their token liberals. Do I think that Time Warner at CNN or um, or Murdoch at Fox necessarily have an agenda here. No, I I think they may have their own political biases, but it wouldn't stop them 
if the money came on the other side here. I just think it's been built for so long, they can't necessarily take it down at this point and start from scratch. They would lose millions and millions over the years that they were trying to recreate their ratings on the other side. And you're listening to Conversation here on 94 WIP. My name's Peter Solomon. We're talking about the fractures in our political culture here on Conversation with Bob Newman. Newman Communications, our spin doctor on all things political. My name's Peter Solomon. Now, Bob, you mentioned celebrities. Again, are celebrities influencing the culture or the culture influencing the celebrities? I mean, I'm thinking of Kathy Griffin in The Severed Head or Johnny Depp and asking the questions when the last time an actor shot a president. Oh, I, I think that it's it's definitely the celebs who drive who drive that. Obviously, Hollywood has always gone, you know, father left. They were great supporters of the last president. I don't besmirch them for that, but their words are taken seriously. Athletes' words are taken seriously. So are um, so are your your Hollywood celebrities. Um, and even even business leaders are are taken seriously. Um, they're they also just like those news networks are playing to the culture that they that I think will that they think will build up their own brand that their their own image. So in terms of the chicken and egg you're asking about, I do think it comes from Hollywood and it comes from professional sports. Um, I mean, you know, you, you win the Super Bowl, okay, if you're in the New England Patriots, and you win the Super Bowl, and it's a wonderful honor to go to, uh, to the White House, to the South Lawn. I don't think you should really care who the President of the United States is, but when it came to President Obama, there were people who didn't show, Tom Brady and others. When it came to President Trump, there were significant amount of the Patriots who did not show. Um, and, and then you, you brought up very well Kathy Griffin with the severed head and Johnny Depp with, with, with his comments there. They, I think they're caught up in themselves, they're caught up in their self-importance, and, they don't re- and they're caught up in their own political philosophy, and they don't realize that there are people who actually believe their, their, um, their, their, uh, what they say. They actually believe that they have knowledge towards these issues, and they follow them. I mean, you know, it go, it kind of goes like this. Um, you know, somebody saw Kate Mara recently, who did a wonderful movie about uh, about a military dog named Rex, and she had been on House of Cards and had been killed as a character named Zoe Barnes in the first year. And they looked at her and said, "Oh, I thought you were dead." I mean, so they they actually believe these celebrities and these actors and actresses are the people who they play. They actually believe Kevin Spacey, who plays the president, President Underwood in House of Cards, would actually have knowledge about the presidency. And this then wrote, it comes into a domino that when they then say something, um, people would, would take action. Um, and that be not only those who ignorantly follow them in a harmless way, but will go back to mental health and say that also goes back to those who all they need is one little push out there. Now, the one piece that we have not added in today, and I would hate to miss it, and I've been critical of it in the past, Peter, is social media. I mean, the the day-to-day on Facebook and on Twitter, I try to say to the loyal opposition, to the Democrats, if you want to take back America, let's get out there and talk about issues. Let's really dig deep into this health care debate and find out who is and who isn't going to be covered in it. But they would prefer to question the first daughter on, uh, you know, is, is uh, showing her, uh, her having a sleeveless dress during the congressional picnic. Is that wrong? Or the first son on taking a picture after he got back from Camp David. Or, you know, he, or the, the first lady on does she have a bump and is she pregnant and did she have an affair and was she going to get divorced? Amen. 
All right, we have a caller this morning already. We've got Joe. Let's say good morning to Joe um, from Franklin. Your comment or question, please. Yeah, I ain't got a question. I just got a comment. Uh, you, dude, is so wrong. You you wanna you wanna believe that everything is like that, but you ain't out here doing it. You gotta work every day, and I, I don't see you working. All you do is. Not you, Peter. I'm talking yeah, about your guests. I know. Well, Bob does work hard. I mean, right, you, you know, I, I want to jump in. Two uh, weeks yeah, from now, t- jump in, jump in, jump in. Tell me okay. something that sure, you do sure, sure. every day. Yep. What do you do every, every day? You don't do every nothing. Day. I, I've been to Iraq. I've been to Afghanistan. Two weeks from oh, you've today. Been, you've been to two, Iraq wait, and Afghanistan. Okay, well, uh, let me finish. Two weeks today from today. I'm taking my son to Zambia on a mission to work with children for a week or two to then build houses for a week or two. Okay? I have worked with your previous governor you and your previous at? governor Rendell. Every day it's not my governor. I, not my governor. It was a governor Rendell was never in New Jersey. Okay. Joe, in New Jersey, I have worked with your governor, Keene, and I've worked with your uh, governor, really? Christie. Yes. Really? And so that's what, what I try to do you. every but day. You know uh, what? You know what? You, you, don't do, you don't do nothing, dude. You, you, all you do is cause problems. Okay. You're, you're spouting out stuff that you can't back up. You Joe, can't back it up. Joe, Joe, Joe. What? Give the man tell a... me, tell me what you're doing. Tell me what you're doing other than raising chaos. I'll, I'll answer that question. Bob runs a very successful public relations firm. I hear from his people every week. Oh, man, you got to be kidding. Never mind. Joe, thank you for calling. Peter, Peter, I mean no disrespect when I say this because I've seen it throughout the country, okay? And and it isn't isn't a cut because you in your, I don't know, Peter, how long has it been? 30 years? It's close Um, to it. I've had this show longer than I've had my wife. (laughs) You in your 30 years are doing a show as you did both on WIP and, if I recall, WMMR before, okay? You are combining it in a format, okay, that often, you know, is, you know, in the day format is sports format. That is correct, right? Right. And as a result of that, there are people in, in Philadelphia and in Jersey who are so angry that whether it be the Flyers or whether it be the, 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 uh, the Phillies or whether it be the 76ers, um, or whether it be the Eagles, you know, have or haven't done well. And, I mean, they're used to, as this caller did, to call and and just throw out, you know, pontifications. What I've done, and I'm trying to say this to your audience, both the left and the right are broken. We have a president who is doing wonderful things, okay? But it's not coming out because he can't get out of his way. On day 110, and and this is where we should go with the conversation, on day 110, the President of the United States forever hurt his administration with the Comey decision, okay? Comey would have looked and he would have said, you know what, dear, what's his name, there's been some involvement here, we've got a slap slit on the wrist, I'm not sure about Kushner, he would have said at that point, but there, there isn't any collusion. Unfortunately, with the actions of 110 days ago, we might be looking at obstruction of justice at this point. And, and that's very unfortunate because, as I said, this is a president based on the workings of government, based on some of our alliances throughout the world, some. You know, some would argue positive about what happened in, um, in, uh, on his uh, – his trip um, throughout the world, his trip to Saudi, his trip to the Vatican, his trip to Israel. Um, and, and, and then 
um, I, I said the workings of government as well as the, the, the foreign affairs has been very effective. On the other side, okay, we have the, the opposition who really can't get out of their way. You know, during the lowest period of a president with an approval rating in the 30 percent, up to 40 percent, they have lost five, four to five elections um, in a row. You know, the Georgia one and South Carolina one being the latest one. And what I would like to see to get to the positive is, uh, and no disrespect meant to the previous caller, I'd like to see a dialogue back and forth where our country is able to decide, are we on the right track? Do we have the most effective leader? Did we make the right decision in the last election? And more importantly, I would like to see young people, energetic people, successful business people, as well as successful people in, in, in medicine and the arts get involved in our political discussions, our political discourse, and reform our systems, run for government, um, you know, term limit themselves as Senator Frist and others have done in the past. That would be what would be effective to me, this discussion back and forth. My politics, okay, they are right down the middle. They are moderate. They are socially liberal, and they are conservative on foreign policy and economics, okay? Whether I agree with him or not, let's give a pat on the back, and we hear it during your commercials, to Senator Bob Casey, okay? Senator Bob Casey is liberal on many issues, but Senator Bob Casey, like his dad, is is conservative and right to life, pro-life there, okay? He operates on both sides. He operates in the between. Our society overall has difficulty. To go back to my analogy that I was putting out there in terms of sports, okay? In my neck of the woods, it's the Red Sox or the Yankees. That's not me. I believe the Yankees have a wonderful franchise, and I believe the Red Sox do too. And I've done work in conjunction with both of them. And so my between attitude, and we have actually a wonderful book we'll, we'll be sending you uh, entitled Between. And it doesn't just look at the politics, but it looks at many other areas in family life, many other areas in relationships, many other areas that that Americans have a difficult time and are generally black or white, right or wrong, as I said, liberal or conservative, red state or blue state and such. And um, I don't know where your – I appreciate, Peter, your, your words about the PR agency. I tried to put out there that I've worked on both sides in politics, and last but not least, that I do – what's his name, my own type of community service, whether it be in my communities, whether it be sleeping out with the homeless in New York to figure out how they live, or whether it be doing missions in Africa, which I'll do later uh, next uh, later uh, in July. And you're listening to Conversation here on 94 WIPL Sports Radio. My name's Peter Solomon. My guest this morning, Bob Newman, Newman Communications, our spin doctor on all things political. And, Bob, we have another caller. Let's say good morning to Desmond. Desmond's on a cell phone. Good morning, Desmond. Good morning, you guys. How you doing? We're okay. Hey, Great. Desmond. Hey, 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 listen, Bob. I want to give you a, a big hand. You know, uh, you're such a, a well-spoken, intelligent person. This, this country, I believe, I agree with everything you said. The country, we have lost. Listen, I'm, I'm a Christian by faith, but, you know, I don't really... It really doesn't matter to me what religion you are. We have we have lost our our godliness. We we walk around this earth like uh, you know we're the masters of of creation. You know it, it's unbelievable. You know you made a comment about Bob Casey being liberal and his uh, view on um, I mean uh, not liberal conservative on his view on being pro life. I, I mean it shouldn't even be a view. It should be everyone's view. You know, uh, you know, we think we have the power to create life. That that God does that. 
we we go around and, and we just I hear these callers. They they call in. They make me sick. They call and they try to bully you. You know what do you do? Blah blah blah. They they listen to what what the rap artists do or what the uh, the football basketball players do, and they take it like they've ever read a book on any of the subjects that you talk about. It's amazing. Everybody has an opinion, but they've they've never read a book about it. How can you have an opinion on something you know nothing about? Um, I, you know, I I really I'm a I'm a big Christian apologetic. I'm a big fan of C.S. Lewis and Chesterton, and you know th- the words of John Lennon. You know, like uh, a world without religion. Well, it's coming to fruition, and it's a disaster. It's a disaster. I mean, the, the, the and I'm a, I guess you could call me, I'm a, a conservative Republican. Uh, the, the liberals, I mean, they they applaud Bruce Jenner for, you know, changing his gender. I, I mean, it's just ridiculous, our views. It, it's like what, what God does, uh, he, he, he got it wrong, so we can just change our gender, and and we applaud this nonsense. It, it makes me sick. I can't stand it. Okay. Uh, you know, you know I, I think what, what you're talking about even more than religion is, and, and by the way, uh, you know, in religion, this is a PR agency that has represented Jewish groups on Israel, the, the, the Christian coalition at times, Buddhist religions throughout the world, and, and definitely Muslim groups when they've been oppressed throughout, throughout the world, too. Fantastic. So, I... I, I I love all. I, I actually look at them all. But, but I think you're looking at a couple things. A, you're looking at greater spirituality, and B, you are also, most important, you're looking at having people have some tradition and some beliefs, okay? And I think A, the tradition, you know, knowing, knowing where, we, uh, where we, uh, we go, I sent... Uh, you know, it's interesting, and and things don't change over the eras in terms of people trying to rip down our country. I sent Peter yesterday a clip from uh, that's very well known from 1968 in Dragnet, where uh, Jack Webb and and his partner <laughs> Harry Morgan give this lecture to two young people about what they're doing to America by ripping it down. This was 1968, and they talk about the positives of of America too. And so tradition is important, and I really applaud you too, no matter what your religion is, on spirituality, that you have beliefs, that you have a soul, that you have a core that you believe in and that guides you during the day, and that you understand, no matter who it is as a God, you understand that there is something greater than you out there. And unfortunately, our country has lost a lot of that tradition, and they've lost a lot of that spirituality, and it has driven in Peter's introductory questions of chicken and egg, really, which comes first. I think you've raised an issue here, no matter how your political beliefs tie in with your politics, you've raised an issue that, is, that goes much deeper into why there, is, why there is a cancer here in terms of our culture and what is missing in the core of our, of our beings at this point. Exactly. I mean, we're, we're supposed to, we're, you know, we're put on this earth to take care of each other. And it's like, it's like the, the, this whole, you know, Democrat, Republican, they're so, they're so opposite. It's, it's like, all I hear on the news is one argument, someone's doing this, uh, you know, this Republican did this, this, this Democrat, and they're like trying to one-up each other constantly. Uh, and that's all you hear about. That's all you hear about. You hear nothing positive. It's all, uh, this person did this, this ridiculous thing with the cutting off the head, uh, you know, uh, 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 symbolic of the president's head, that, that's full uh, Johnny Depp, you know. The guy makes millions of dollars, you know, on American money, but he's going to complain, you know, about the economy. I would love to see... Uh, the uh, some some liberal some liberal uh, 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 politician you know uh, you know take a, a major pay cut 
strip away his $150,000 salary guaranteed, okay, and chop it in half and, uh, or, or even less than that and make a, a, you know, a pay cut, pay him $40,000 a year, okay? He's not going to do that, but he's going he's gonna, to you know, uh, really be a, uh, a warrior for the, the little guy, you know? It's, it's nonsense. The last caller, I, I jumped in and I said, uh, you know, I'd worked with Ridge and, uh, and I'd worked with Rundell. And, and he wanted to just be negative and say, they're not my governors. I'm over in New Jersey. While I have known Keene and I have known Christie, I did work with McGreevy. Now, McGreevy, what happened? Okay, McGreevy had an affair with a gentleman while he was married to his wife. To me, at that point, okay, no matter what my beliefs were, pro or con, about what his lifestyle was, and I generally let anybody do it, whatever they want. To me, I pained for the individual at that. point. Point, and also for the state of New Jersey, that it was being torn apart, you know, amidst this crisis there. That's the type of soul, that's the type of caring, that's the type of sensitivity that we need to have as culture, not what you're pointing out, where, where you're very astutely pointing out what I've talked about, which is the, the yelling, the fighting. And I used to use this term with Peter years yeah, ago. Exactly. Politics is upgraded professional wrestling. That was five <laughs> to ten years before Trump came in, and we've gotten worse and worse and worse worse so callers thank yeah. you for the thank compliment you very much and thank by the way thank you for caring thank you for caring about not only yourself about your church about your community about your family because you know in the end what what people like you have in terms of a soul and a cord, no matter what your political beliefs are, that will be what what uh, gets our society through these ups and downs. Um, I'll pray good and on bad it. Times. I definitely will do that. It, it's, I'm I'm very seriously worried. <laughs> it's it, it's terrible. This, this what's going on? It's awful. Thank you, Desmond. We got to go. Thank you very much. Bye. And you're listening to conversation here on ninety four WIP. We have another caller who wants to speak to Bob Newman about all things political. Let's say good morning to Marshall from Delaware. Good morning, Marshall. Hey, good morning. How you doing? We're good. We're okay. Hey, um, I liked your uh, monologue you gave a couple minutes ago. I think it was very objective and balanced. I think that's the main thing missing from uh, our media landscape nowadays. I think my personal opinion is I think the media is a lot, the mainstream media has a lot to blame for the divisiveness in the country, because at this point, I consider CNN not even to be really a media organization. I think they're more like a propaganda arm. And um, I think we need more people like you that speak out and can look at both sides and be objective about things. And um, my, my thing is, I'm 26, and this election is just the craziest thing I've seen. And um, it's like if you went out on the street and you asked 10 10 Democrat voters, what it means to be a member of the Democrat Party, you would get 10 different answers. I think that's their biggest problem right now. And because um, like 20, 30 years ago, um, I think Trump might have even been able to run on a Democratic platform and he might have won. But now, I don't, like you said, I don't think there's any co- cohesion amongst the party itself. And well, I don't, I think and, if, if they don't, yeah, you know, that goes on both sides. Okay, there are Republicans this week, okay, who are funders of the president in the past, people like Rebecca Mercer and others, who are taking out ads in Nebraska against the senator because he may not vote on health care. On the other side, on the Democratic Uh side, okay, there are Democratic congressmen from one end of the House to the other who are ripping down Nancy Pelosi at this point. It, it's right. it's amazing to me how our political system on both parties are disintegrating. And what pains me, caller, is this. 
okay? You are 26 years old, okay? You are now seeing America this way. Whether you have a family, whether you pass it on in your workplace, whether you do it with your friends over a dinner, okay? It worries me that that's what you are being reared into. You have a long life to lead, and that life should be able to look at our leaders as, as not necessarily heroes, but at least people who are guiding the ship. And for you to have at this point in your life anxiety over what the future will bring for your family, for your senior parents, for your children uh, that you may have at one point, that's what pains me that you have to be thinking about it. I spoke to a senior group in Hartford a month or two ago, and I looked at all of them, 75, and said, it is so sad to me that as they go, you know, into the, uh, the next phase of their life that they have to be watching this circus. Amen. I, I'm glad that you see it that way because I, like, I, I do have a family, and it is very bothersome. And um, I think that things maybe 40, 50 years from now, I think it's just going to be so completely different. I, I think at some point there has to be, different political parties that rise towards power because I just don't think it's working the way it's set up now. I mean, especially with millennials my age, the mindset is so all over the place. You can't really get a cohesive strategy to really get anything done politically, whether you, you consider yourself left-leaning or right-leaning or center or whatever. Um, you're, I mean, you're 100% right. Even the, the Republican Party, I mean, you have – I mean, even Donald – the president has – uh, a lot of Republicans actively working against them. And, you, you, I mean, you remember in the election, a lot of Republican, real conservative Republicans, they didn't want him either. And um, it's just like, it's almost like we can't find anybody to satisfy anyone. And um, Well, it, 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 it's interesting. We all talk about, because the media wants to build it up as negative, okay? They want to build up that the tide is to the alt-right, to Trump, and to Marie Le Pen, and to Brexit and such, because that's a narrative for them, caller. What they didn't yes. concentrate long enough on was that Macron in France was not from a major party, that he was similar to what you're talking about, that there will be other people. And look at Macron. Look at how he dealt with Trump. Look at how he's dealing with others there in a strong and a professional way. So he is an example, and you, in terms of your narrative, that will be where, and I think the term you were trying to come up with is, that will be where the correction is made. It's like the stock market. There'll be a political correction, hopefully, in 10, 15, 20 years, where we go towards more people like Macron who aren't associated with parties that are driven by donors and parties that are necessarily driven by a combative narrative. All right. I I can agree with that, and uh, I think we also have to go that way with media as well. I just don't uh, – a lot of people my age are – when they find out that, you know, all the major media outlets are owned by just a few few gigantic corporations, it kind of blows them away a little bit, and uh, they don't seem to think that that's fair or right. I mean, you can say whatever you want about it being a capitalist economy and people have the right to own, you know, ma major companies and everything like that. But I would like to see that happen with the media as well and see more independent media rise to prominence and get seats at White, White House press conferences and, uh, you know, be able to talk, get, get an opportunity to really ask important questions to politicians because the way I see it, and a lot of people my age see it, that the major networks, Fox, CNN, MSNBC, it's, it's more like they're trying to sell you something than inform you. They're trying to sell ratings by having debates and everything like that and well, we don't like, like you were saying. It's not like the voters don't care that the first lady doesn't have sleeves on her dress. You know, the millennials. We want to know what the future is going to hold in terms of jobs in the economy, with different you know types of technology improving, like robotics and uh, computers and stuff. That's what we're worried about. We don't care what Melania is wearing to the to the picnic. You know what I mean? Or Ivanka. I, right, right. You, you. By the way, you said something fascinating there that I caught. And it comes out of the generation. Peter, I don't know if you caught that. 
He said that the major networks were Fox, MSNBC, and CNN. That's what these generations have been raised on. Peter and I were raised on Walter Cronkite, on on Brinkley and Huntley, on on NBC, um, and then on ABC, on Frank Reynolds and others on those major networks. And you're seeing the major networks being what is nothing more than political entertainment for dollars. We used to know CBS and NBC and ABC as the major networks who would bring you the news every night at 6.30 or 7 o'clock. That was in our day. Walter Cronkite, Uncle Walter, who would tell you the news. That's how I was reared in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And in large part, Okay, and it probably started to change during Nixon, but in large part, they gave us the news without commentary. Right now, they're even corrupted into the Fox, MSNBC, and CBS world to bring us the news with with opinion because they know that's where the dollars, that's where the, the audience will be, that's therefore where the advertising will come in, that's where the dollars will come in for what you said, caller, the major media companies. Hey, Marsha, got to move on. Thank you for calling. All right, have a good one, guys. You too. Thank you. And you're listening to Conversation. My name's Peter Solomon. It's 94 WIP, and we have another caller. Let's say good morning to AJ on a cell phone. AJ, thank you for being patient. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. Hey, guys. Um, yeah, I just had a, I, I kind of had a quick response to the uh, the kind of questions you, you had raised earlier about, like, the kind of discourse and the uh, conversation you could you could have with both sides of, like, the parties here, uh, and that, like, is the country on the right track? Like, what else can we be doing kind of thing? Um, I, I really feel like we we aren't on the right track, and it's it's kind of due to uh, like our uh, that the ethical almost bankruptcy that you can see in our culture right now, um, and it, it's it's frustrating because I look at the the world as well as our country looks to the president to kind of unify the 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 nation at least, and I, I just feel like he hasn't done that as of yet. There there have been steps that you 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 listed some positive things that he's done. And I can, I can see that, but I just don't see it bringing people together in a meaningful way across the, uh, across the aisle. And, and so, Carla, I have a question back for you because you really speak, you, you speak so well. Do you think, and I agree that he has done more of the breaking down and the combative, um, do you believe that he would be – uh, I'm sorry, Do you, in terms of that chicken and egg, do you believe it starts with him as, as the executive, or do you believe our culture is at a point where even he or any politician who comes in and wants to, wants to combine, wants to heal, can't do it? Okay? Well, I, I think, I think uh, Donald Trump's election is a symptom of the problem with our, with our culture, within our culture, and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's everywhere now. It's not like there's just one, like, uh, you know, like one, one thing popped up that caused this to happen. It's more that, uh, you know, the, we, we've reached a point where, where Donald Trump could be elected. And, and as you say, he's, he's done more of this kind of combative uh, policy than anything else. And if, you know, if that's the direction that our culture is going, fine. But uh, you, you still have to look to the president to kind of take that first step and say, here's what we're going to do to heal the country. Here's what we're going to do to fix the problems we're having. And I just don't see him doing that. You know, it, it took only 24 hours after the attack at the, at the softball field for mm-hmm. both sides to go bad or to start, try to relate in some ways whether it be gun control, whether it be LBGT rights. They tried to relate why either condone or enable um, or explain why this violence had occurred. But it was yeah. part well, of Everyone has to push their narrative, yeah. That's, that's right. And um, I think Donald Trump's narrative, actually, uh, and we haven't talked about this today, is simply just to win. I mean, I do agree with the caller before. If Donald Trump had run on the Sanders part of the party, okay, somebody also society is trying to rip down now and, and look at investigations of he and his wife and such. I think if Donald Trump had run on that side, he would have been happy if he had come through the deals. Much of it is he looks at his success and, and, and is 
is probably ego-based. I don't mean that in a critical way. By the way, if our country, even on the far left, was a success and he was leading, I think I would be happy because I think it would be a country at that point which there would be engines going for all generations, for our seniors, for the business community and raising families, and for our children. But... Um, but it doesn't seem as though that's the goal here. What you just said, the narrative putting out is mm-hmm. is is more the goal, and the winning and the losing for those individuals. For but that Trump, just, yeah, uh, that just speaks to to where we're at as as a as a country. It, it, we're so far divided that you know it doesn't it, it, healing doesn't matter, bringing people together doesn't matter anymore. It just matters whether or not we're winning, whether or not we're, we're making the other side look bad, whether or not we're, we're staying at the top. Okay. I mean, you, you know, it's interesting. Can you imagine sitting in, in Hollywood in a, you know, talking about potential movies down the line, okay? I would guess that the conflict movies, whether they be the ones in terms of superheroes, whether they be they the ones more. in terms of animation, those are the ones that are probably working for them because they've got their button on what people react to, and the politicians play that same game. Absolutely. All right. Thank yep. you, AJ. Yep. Have a good day, guys. You too. Bye. Take care. Bob, it's a small point, but I'd be curious in a very brief reaction from you because we're almost out of time. Sure. There was a thing on the web today about how the White House – Bucking tradition in the White House is not celebrating Ramadan. It seems to me that's not honoring America's Muslim population. What do you think? Well, you know, by the way, I think it's abhorrent. I, I really do. But I also thought, Peter, let me balance this out. I thought it was abhorrent that they didn't do the Passover Seder, okay, that the president bucked tradition and did not attend, did not attend the White House Seder for, for Passover, okay? So it seems like it's across the board, although we know that the president might have more of an issue with the religion, the deep religious end of being Muslim. Um, he seems to be very connected with the, with the Sunni, with the Arab uh, connection towards business, as we saw when he was there in Saudi Arabia. So I don't believe it's an all-out war um, on uh, an all-out war on on Muslims. Although I know he has there's something a little extra with him there, and we see it through the travel ban and such. I think it's more, and it's so interesting. The caller brought up before about being religious. I think it's an all-out for him. He's He's not one to celebrate religion in public and to get involved in it. If the Jewish part hadn't occurred, I might not feel that way. But he seems to also, let's take the third part, only be playing towards those, those uh, not, not religious, but more secular ends of the religious populations, like speaking at Liberty University and such. Um, I mean, in, in large part, I don't believe he's an overly religious man. I believe if, if for whatever reason Vice President Pence became president, there would be a real Christian bent, um, you know, pushed um, on the country in terms of those values. Um, so I give you on that one a little bit of yes, because I think that he, there is something stuck in his craw about the, the religious ends of being a Muslim at the same time, he has not been good across the board on these type of events. And I'd like to say thank you to Bob Newman, our correspondent on all things political, spin doctor extraordinaire, Newman Communications. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Peter. Have a good day. You too. And it's been Conversation here on 94 WIPL Sports Radio. My name's Peter Solomon. Stay tuned for WIP Sunday. And may you have... A day that matches the weather. May you have a beautiful day. See you soon.